0: Morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful Thursday morning. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed my dancing routine. It was uh, choreographed by Paula Abdul, and uh, <laughs> hopefully, that you all noticed uh, what a uh, wonderful uh, dance routine I had. Uh, this morning, the only soul I've got is in the bottom of my shoes. Let's see who we got watching this morning. Let's see, we got uh, Miss uh, uh, Darlene Barker, Anita Tester, good morning. Tracy Little, good morning. Good morning to Miss Darlene, Jennifer Honeycutt, Amy Oaks-Turner, Allie Hale. So those are the ones that I can... Uh, see this morning and appreciate y'all joining me and getting your day started in the right direction so my friends let us do our pledge of allegiance this morning i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america and to the republic for which it stands one nation under god indivisible with liberty and justice for all i came I forgot to put my hand over my heart. I don't know what I was thinking this morning. <laughs> Apologize for that. Uh, I don't want to be disrespectful. I was uh, watching this morning. Uh, the New York Times wanted uh, artists to submit ideas for redesigning our American flag. I tell you what, I just, I, I am so sick of a liberal. I can see straight. I'll be honest with you. I'm just uh, fed up to here with it. Uh, I can't believe that people can actually look at the Stars and Stripes. And it, it think for a second that it's racist. Uh, you know, uh, it, we live in the greatest country in the world, and it just amazes me the, uh, uh, the mindset of these brainwashed, mentally ill idiots out there. Uh, it just, it's mind-boggling. It really is. He's talking about this morning, uh, the amount of uh, fentanyl coming over across the border, and um, he said that it is so lethal they said just uh, the enough would sit on the end of a an eraser on your pencil could kill you. And so they're talking about officers. Uh, they're around the border when they're uh, frisking people and going through their belongings and stuff. They'll open up something if it has fentanyl in it. said so he literally saw two officers drop to the floor because it's airborne. And they literally dropped the fort and had to immediately get on Narcan. One officer had to be on a uh, like an IV drip of Narcan, and he barely made it. That's how dangerous it is. And they said, though, the problem is, it's not so much uh, drug addicts trying to get their hands on this. It's these kids out there that they're being cool, wanting to experiment with high school or college, and it's killing them. And that's one thing he saying, said that uh, the officers are going to fight to the bitter end. Bitter, bitter end but the um, uh, fact is, America's losing the war. That's not good, guys. That is not good at all. So, uh, but uh, good morning, uh, Kimberly Hart. Appreciate you tuning in. Uh, but, uh, so it's sad, man. It really is. And um, I'm telling you, guys, we're going to have to, I don't know, I sound like a broken record. I don't know what it's going to take to fight for our country. You know, I'm telling you what, if they start monkeying around with the stars and stripes, I, if I have to rise up by myself, I tell you, I ain't, I ain't taking that line down. I've had enough. I think everybody else had enough, too. I'm just done with it. Um, you know, we, I just when you see that flag. You know, you think about all those men and women who fought and died for the freedoms that we are holding dear. But just like they were saying this morning, they, those who are in power want to keep that power. And they want to take everything from you. They want your freedom. They want your property. They want to own you. And uh, you know the the this, this, this push for socialism, but it, which is the next step to communism. And uh, who was it? Uh, oh goodness, um, I might as went well blank on me. I don't think it was Pelosi. I think it was Pelosi, but I mean she was pretty much quoting Karl Marx. I mean, it's scary, guys. I mean, it really is. And uh, they've already stole one election. Don't be shocked if they don't steal more. So um, we may not ever see another conservative back in office. Uh, they've learned how, how they can steal the election. I may sound like a... Good morning, Angel Dixon. May sound like a conspiratorial loon and with a tinfoil hat, but I'm just telling you, there's enough proof out there to show that they uh, they robbed this election. So... Take that with as you will, and uh, like it, love it, or lump it. Those are the words that uh, of my ranting today. <laughs> so let's look at uh, 2 Corinthians, oh, yes, yeah, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, uh, verse 6. It says, who has made, oh, wait a minute, I forgot to bring it up for those who are watching online here. Hold on. I'm still having trouble, as you can see, so you won't go to see the slide. so I apologize. for Those who are watching on the website can't. Uh, who has made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit? For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. You know, when we look at this passage here and uh, what Paul was trying to talk about and uh, get through to the individuals, uh, echoes much of what we've talked about uh, this week already in regards to uh, uh, the law and law-keeping, the self-righteousness. And uh, that's, that's what he's getting at. You, you remember, before uh, Paul had that... Damascus Road experience, you know, that's when he was Saul, and then he became Paul after that experience. He taught the letter of the law and law keeping. That's what he did. He was the Pharisee of the Pharisees. He studied under the feet of Gamaliel, and Gamaliel would be like, uh, you know, if Dad mentioned his Sunday, uh, it would be like, you know, uh, saying you studied under Einstein or something. You know, he's a, well, you know, like a, a superior knowledge and intellect. That's who then Saul studied it, and that's what he pushed. I apologize. That's a water pump that comes on for our well water, and uh, so I apologize whenever water is being in use uh, that, uh, that comes on. But anyway, um, the point is uh, you know, that, that's what he's trying to say here is that, um, uh, let's see here, verse 6 yeah, for the last part of that, for the letter kills, but the spirit gives love. In other words, their goal, as I told all before was that in keeping of the law, they thought they were going to gain them entrance into heaven, and they thought by keeping the very letter of the law, but the fact is that was not going to save them, uh, obviously, and the fact that uh, if they disobeyed even one law that God, remember God had written literally on stone twice, remember the first time Moses came down, he saw them worshipping a uh, golden calf and threw the uh, the commandments down on the ground and, and broke them and god had to write another set but you know still amazes me whenever you hear that story which is not just a, a story i mean this is reality uh you know aaron made this golden calf they put all their jewelry in there and they melted it down and when moses busts them with what they're doing what does aaron do Oh, I just threw this stuff in the fire and out popped out this calf. I mean, you know, you got to think maybe Moses was thinking to himself, how stupid do you think I am? You know, it amazes me individuals who will lie, deceive, and hide things from those that um, uh, they love. And, uh, uh, and, and just, uh, it just amazes me how they, and then they'll try to twist and turn things back around uh, to be like they are the innocent one, you know. And uh, it's mind-boggling. But, you know, Moses, he grounded down the... Um, and dust and put it in the water or force them to drink it. But so, this letter of the law that these Pharisees or Sadducees or the Jews in general were trying to keep, uh, he was trying to explain to them that's not was going to get you into heaven. But what he was saying here is, but the Spirit gives life. And remember, it was after Pentecost. That's one of the things I was talking about last night was that uh, before Pentecost, you know, God's Spirit would come on individuals, like I was talking about when uh, Saul, for example, uh, he uh, King Saul, not uh, uh, the Apostle Paul, who was then Saul, but about King Saul in in the Davidic period, um, when the Holy Spirit came on him, and he was—or I'm sorry, God's Spirit came upon him—and then it was uh, um, he started prophesying. I got here to say, and uh, uh, but it was after Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came down and fills all Christians, and that's what um, Paul was striving at here—is that. Christ came to give life. It came to give it more abundantly. It's the Spirit, the Holy Spirit that dwells within you, that gives you life. The letter-keeping, the law-keeping is all going to get you entrance into heaven, but it's by accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior that's going to gain you that entrance into heaven. And, you know, the point, I guess, uh, that, well, before I get to what I was going to say, let me read this here. Uh, The Spirit, I say, well, I was going to read that one paragraph. Let me read these two. They're not very long paragraphs. Let me read these two here. Uh, Jesus came, came to give us abundant life, or life to the full. Uh, you see in John 10 10. The Holy Spirit living in believers is how Jesus fulfills that promise. The abundant Christian life is marked by the fruit of the Spirit. Remember, we were talking about that a little bit last night. And I quoted that in Galatians 5 the fruit of the Spirit of love, joy, peace, long suffering, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, self control. Is your, uh, I know I'll rattle that off really quick. But, you know, the fact is, is your life demonstrating those qualities, those fruits of the Spirit? Is your life a reflection of those things? I think that's something we all need to ask ourselves. Are we demonstrating that? I know for myself, I, I have a hard time with my anger. Uh, obviously, a hard time with self-control. That's why I have a belly on me, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we see that um, uh, faithfulness. Sometimes people can struggle with their faith or their goodness or... Uh, or, or demonstrating love, or joy, or peace, or patience, you know, that's a, a very big one there, it's hard to be patient, that's why I uh, uh, would have a hard time, I was telling you all the day, working in a middle school, or a high school, I'd kill these kids, I'm just telling you right now, my patience is about, you know, when it, you know, I say that, but, did y'all hear that, I just heard something, beep. anyway, um, you know, I just, uh, you know, I'll, I can work, with those with special needs. I've done that extensively all day long. But see, I guess the fact is when they react to situations, you kind of have an understanding as to where they're coming from. And, uh, and so I guess you're allowed more patience. When these little spoiled brats act out, that's <laughs> that's why I guess my patience is not very good on that but whether it's that or at work you know it's very frustrating to be patient with somebody you know uh, i know when i worked in retail or uh in different jobs that you know it'd be frustrating but you are wanting to get the heck out of there and uh somebody you work with is just taking her time and all the time in the world hard to have that patience or i remember when i was at the mall they'd be starting to show uh, close the gate having they're closing the gate that's some turkey would We've been down under the gate and come in. I'm like, I'm closing. (laughs) What are you doing? You know, makes you mad or impatience and driving. But, you know, it is. uh, But to show gentleness and that peace, you know, we need to make sure that we're demonstrating that heart of God and that we are bearing that fruit. See, that's why they were dead. That's why the, the letter killed. It wasn't producing any fruit. And that's why the Holy Spirit, that's why, you know, he is the vine and we are the branches. And we need to make sure that we are producing and demonstrating that, that life of change uh, when we give that commitment to Jesus Christ. So, with that said, to continue on with what I was reading here, the Old Testament law cannot produce any of that fruit. Only the Holy Spirit can, can as he lives in us, as I was just saying. The Spirit gives life in that he enables us to reach God's ultimate goal for us to be transformed into the glorious image of God's own Son. Until the day that we see Christ, the Spirit intercedes with God on our behalf, ensuring a continued forgiveness, preserving the promise of God. We see that in Romans 8, 26 through 27, and the fact that, you know, we have that advocate. We have Jesus Christ who talks to God on our behalf. And as I told you before, it's not like Christ is holding God back and saying, you know, because God just have to, to get us. It's not like it. You know, uh, Jesus Christ is talking on our behalf and say, listen, Matt screwed up again. He's asking for forgiveness. He's sincere. He's trying, you know. And I know that the the concept of the Trinity, we might, you know, we may have a general idea of maybe how that works. We have illustrations we can use in that. I don't think until, you know, our our finite minds cannot possibly understand an infinite God and how that works together with God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, how they are separate. But one, it's it's a a concept that's hard for us to, to understand, but they are, the Trinity is God's word is, is all throughout talking about even for the time of creation talks about the Trinity because it says that we formed man in our image in reference to uh, the Trinity uh, but since the letter kills but the spirit gives life elsewhere Paul teaches the same truth but now by dying to what once found us we have been released from the law so that we serve in the new way of the spirit and not in the old way of the written code so my friends you know we can try to well, first of all, you know, we were talking last night, you know, how God looks on the heart. Uh, even Judas, on appearance, it seemed like he was all together. Hey, he was following Jesus, but he had a wicked heart. There's a lot of people who put on a good facade. And sometimes you see people in church saying, boy, I wish I was as uh, good a Christian as them. They may have never, never made a profession of faith. They may come to the church, and you may think they're the most benevolent, humble individual in the world. And they ain't go home and beat the crap out of their kids or wives and, uh, or you know, and, uh, and cheat at work. And, you know, who knows? You can't judge somebody just by their looks. But here's the thing. We need to make sure our heart is right with the Lord. And we cannot base our goodness on the ability to gain entrance into heaven. And I know I've, I seem like I've kind of harped on this a lot this week. But for whatever reason, this has been on the forefront of my mind. And I worry uh, because statistically of the amount of those who attend church are not saved. And I just want to make sure, because I do believe our time is short. Maybe it's just my time is short. Maybe the world's time is short. But I just feel like the the end is coming near. I'm not a fatalist. I'm not suicidal. But it's the fact we need to make sure we get through our head uh, that our time, even if I live to be 100, our time has been a vapor on this earth. Our our, uh, been a mist. We are only here just for a little while. And I don't want to see any individual watching or listening uh, who hears this teaching this morning. To take for granted that they may be saved and never made that profession of faith. And for those who are saved, that you are living your life to the full glory of God. That every day that you're searching out the Lord. Just like I was talking about how uh, David, when he was shepherding uh, the sheep that uh, he spent that time with the Lord in prayer and reading. That's what we need to do every day, seeking out God daily. Not our own self-interest, not our own pride, not our lust, whatever it may be, that we're searching out God. You know, I get very frustrated and aggravated with our politics and, and our society and culture and the things that are going on right now. But we don't need to be let that overwhelm and dominate and control our thinking. But in fact, we need to make sure that what's in the forefront of our mind is Jesus. Let's get on fire. Let's get excited about the things of God. Let's get our families back in church. Let's put what's important and our priorities in place. And let's make sure we're keeping our, our eyes on the prize of spending that time in the Word daily and in prayer. So let us pray. And Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this time this morning. And Lord, I just pray that you'll help us every day to not depend upon uh, the trying to, as the Jews did, uh, to fulfill the letter of the law and our deeds but that we have eternal life in you and that we have sought you out and we've accepted you as our Lord and Savior and that each day we're striving uh, to be more like you to put off the old man and to realize that we are a new person and that uh, we're no longer bound uh, by those sinful ways and desires that you have set us free Lord, in watching and listening this morning that doesn't know you, let us pray this prayer Dear God Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I just want to lift up uh, uh, Lana Green. Uh, Lord, I pray that you bring healing upon her. I pray that you be with the man of Orr's grandmother who's dealing with COVID, says my Uncle Terry and Jason Lloyd. Uh, Lord, I pray that you be with the Grissom family who's dealing with COVID. Uh, Lord, I continue, continue prayers for uh, the Wendy Lee family and uh, I pray that you be with Kim Penix and Ginger Hood, and Lord, please be with each and every person watching here today. Lord, that you'll bless them mightily, and you watch over, protect them, be with our children as we're going to school and work and out and about, and keep them safe as well. We thank you, love you, and praise you in Jesus' name. I pray, Amen. Yeah, be careful, guys, they're out there drive, particularly on uh, during the week uh, in the mornings. Is you've got to remember, there's kids on the road. Uh, my little girl, she's 17, and. Uh, now, she'll be 18 another month hard to believe but she's still to me a, a child and every time she gets in that car it, it makes me a nervous wreck and i watch her pull that driveway every morning These, we got a curve right here at our house where she, they fly around that curve the past couple of mornings i've seen people fly around that curve and I got, they're about to run her over and uh and <laughs> i watch them and heaven help them if they ever cuss her or holler at her or blow the horn at her because I may be starting a prison ministry, but keep in mind, yeah, there are a bunch of smart alecks out there on the road who just pull out front of you and poke along just to be a jerk or just, you know, flip you off for no reason. That happens, but realize that there are a lot of kids out there, 16, 17, 18 years old, they're still learning, they're still trying to understand, so, you know, always, before you lose it, look make sure if it ain't just some kid trying to get to school, what, paying attention. And, uh, or maybe a little old lady, a little old man, I have that happen before too. I get mad, I get upset, I'm like, Ah, nothing I can do, so go on. But uh, so be careful, mind your time, and uh, if you see some crazy redneck preacher on a motorcycle or in a car flying around you, don't take a personal. I'm usually on a mission. Uh, I feel like the Blues Brothers. I'm on a mission from God. <laughs> Normally, I'm just going to get something to eat, so you're too slow, so get out of my way. <laughs> anyway, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day, and as I say every morning, live each day as if it were your last. Why? Say it with me, because one day it will be. And remember, that's uh, for those of us who are saved. uh, Our time may end on this earth, but we get to live eternally in heaven as immortals. So praise God for that. We all have a blessed day. Thanks for watching.